Nobody's. I gotta stop getting too drunk. Have you ever listened to the end of my podcast? I've just seen clips. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little upsetting because I think that album is one of the greatest albums. And you're eating flies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest. And now you're eating flies. <laughs> Never mind. I know what happened. Logan Paul texted him and said, you know Logan Paul? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he texted me and said, hey. Yeah, I was just hanging out last night. Oh, okay, go. He said, hey, I want to jump out of your helicopter. Operation is um, mass. Not prostitution. Uh, Procrastination. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Too much preparation is procrastination. Right. (laughs) Bad news is it didn't work. Good news is we get to kick it again. Yeah, let's get shocked. Yeah. (laughs) Full circle. Dude, shocked on this Budweiser Zero. There you go. There you go. Are we rolling? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, there's not really any starter. Oh, okay. Justin Evans. What's up, brother? Dude, oh Good man. See you. I don't know. Mm. I know. Mm. I'm it's very. I'm a very. Uh, what was the last time we kicked it? it was um, about a year ago at the shed. Yeah, which has become one of my favorite uh, spots in Boise. Really, it's yeah. one, that was my first time there. It's, it's great. It, the go food back. is so good. It's just pub food. And right. It's just that environment. Right. But, cool. Yeah, I check really it like it. Let's check um, it out. Yeah, man. Full circle, my first time meeting you officially was when we worked together in that basement. Mm-hmm. That sounds super sketchy. It does sound sketchy. Yeah, what we were doing And my sketchy. bedroom was right next to it. <laughs> it was, it was. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. You're like, why is he late to work? Oh, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good time, man. Good time. What are you doing for work now? Um, I'm doing uh, video mainly, photo mm-hmm. video. So I was, uh, I quit the bar. I was working at Rudy's Pub. Yeah. Um, have you ever been yeah. out there? No. You told um, me about it. But. Yeah, so that, that place is dope. Uh, I met a lot of my good friends there, and they always treated me really well. Um, made good money there, but, and then, so then when I picked up the camera, I just slowly but surely figured that stuff out. And then at some point last year, I uh, was just like, I just need to go for it. Um, yes. Burn yeah. the ships. And I was going to wait a, lot, a while yeah. longer. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should pay out some debt first or get ready a little more. And then I was just one of those things, preparation can be confused. What do they say? Prepar- uh, preparation is um, mass, oh. pro- not prostitution, Pro- uh, procrastination. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. something like that. Too much yes. preparation Both, is procrastination. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, no, you just have to go for it because it's never going to be right enough. And like you, I believe um, I am my plan B. Yeah. I don't come from money. Yeah. I don't have, you know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I was born in great circumstances. Yeah. But just get it. The just only go. the only silver spoon we had is the one that we... Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We never did that. <laughs> they, we did... Uh, I do remember putting sugar in spoons and lighting it and making candy. Oh, that's fun. And I don't know who picked that up, but I was like, yeah. did somebody like watch something else? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. oh, that's fun. But yeah, we pour it out on wax paper and just be this. Like caramelized know, sugar yeah. kind of, oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. We did a lot of weird things growing up, but yeah, I uh, didn't come from money, but right. when I'm the richest one in my family, I'm, I'll be stoked. Well, I'm excited for you. And I'm excited that you have this podcast and that you're doing your video work. And it's all about getting started. It doesn't have to look pretty. You just go. Yeah. Go, 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 go. And uh, you're going to be a huge success. Yeah, so you're doing... Thank you. You're doing... So you're doing a podcast now. Yeah, I just started it. Um, 
How many episodes are you in? Uh, probably 10 okay. or so. And I'm getting guests that I have no business talking to because I'm leveraging success from I noticed. <laughs> Not that you don't have any business, no. but I looked at some of your guests, I was like, what? No, it's, it's, it's the honest truth. I'm leveraging the success of what I did previously and saying, hey, here's my stats. I started a new thing. Do you yeah. want to come on? And it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And ultimately, I feel like I hacked the matrix in that I'm getting free coaching from these people yeah. that I can't afford. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a good point. So I'm offering them content in clips. Right. And hopefully they get something out of our conversation too, but ultimately I'm offering them content via the clips in the long form, help get their brand out there. They reshare the clips. It gives them some street cred in yeah. a sense, in a very small sense. And um, it's just working and it's snowballing. It's insane. Like one of the guys charges $1,000 an hour for a consult. For coaching? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm not there. I can't do that right now. Right. He'll come on my podcast for free. Yeah. And then you're giving him content. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty smart. I uh, I don't think that anyone that I've had on so far charges any money for their time yet. So. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. But it's uh, it's still fun. But I, uh, I think that I, I told myself after 20 I would start reaching out, and I've just been busy and I haven't. Right. But I'm at that point where I'm like, my quality is good. Yes. And I don't have the... I don't have the street cred from past things, but I still have the quality of the podcast. So now I want to start asking people that are levels above me. Right. And one, uh, this is one of the things I wanted to run by you, but you know Tom Bilyeu or you work, work with him in some, you know who he is. Who? Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we made that thumbnails forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that was like, I was like, what? Yeah. But uh, so he was on a podcast explaining how he started and he said um, he, he won with having better quality than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then he just started asking people slightly above him. Yes. And then all, you know, a year or two later, he's having Gary Vee and mm -hmm. all these other big people on. Right. And. That's kind of how I jumped up. So that's the difference between, and for, for people watching and listening, I started a vlog in 2010 called Our Little Planet, right? I was on that. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. And we did car vlogs. This is before Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee or James Corden's mm. Carpool Karaoke. It was just me and my family telling jokes back and forth. And we did that every day for three years and got nowhere. Nowhere. That's crazy that you just kept doing it. Still. Well, we started a second channel as well and did yeah. that almost every day for three years as well. And we, we got nowhere. And every family trip we planned was to collab or do mm -hmm. meetups with viewers and stuff. We got nowhere. And then one day, like, that's a lot of work, man. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain kind of crazy to do that. And then one day, feeling defeated, I was like, man, I, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to create content for a living. Not just for money, but freedom and flexibility. And so I looked around the house and I saw my kids' Paw Patrol toys, a Paw Patrol chair, Disney princess stuff, and I started filming videos using those things. Yeah. I was broke, man, like financially, maybe otherwise too. <laughs> like, I was so frustrated. I hated my job, wanted a way out. Six months after shooting that first epic toy channel video, that's what the channel's called, I was able to quit my job. That's wild. So the difference between our little planet and epic toy channel, it's the same family, right? Right. Is the metadata. Huh. So when I get, I had, um, um, oh, I forgot his name. We'll have to edit this part out. What's his name? 
Uh, Keaton Hoskins. When I had Keaton Hoskins on my podcast, I don't know if I know him. He's on the Diesel Brothers show on Discovery. Okay. Or Evan Carmichael. Huge. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, guy. he's he's awesome, amazing. Not only do they provide great content, but their name in the title—that's mm-hmm. the equivalent of like Nerf on Epic Toy Channel, okay, or Paw Patrol, or Avengers. Yeah, those keywords attached to their content, attached to their viewers' content, attached to related channels, yeah. and that's how we were able to grow Epic Toy Channel to that place. And that's what like our little planet, super awesome. But it, you know, I'm not Casey Neistat, right? Right, with great cinema, uh, great cinematography. Yeah. So you got to get them with some angle. Right. Hard work isn't just all it takes. You need an angle. And that's kind of my strategy right now is talking to these people who, A, I need to talk to, I'm interested in, but two, um, get that metadata. Yeah. Huh. I always just saw you guys, or you were homies with half these guys. I'm like, yeah, he knows a lot of good YouTubers because he's a YouTuber, but... I know yeah. some. I mean, Evan Carmichael I met at an event years ago, and so yeah. I pulled a favor and said, hey, you want to be on? But ultimately, most of them I don't know yeah. at all. And I've gotten a ton of no's, and I've been ignored a lot, but just putting yourself out there, man. Yeah. What would you say if you're, if you're reaching out to 20 people you don't know, are you getting one out of 20? or Probably. Yeah. 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 Probably. It's not actually that bad. No. And it's just an email. Yeah. That's all it is. Or a DM. Um, I, uh, that makes a lot of sense because, um, I mean, my idea was, I mean, I guess it still is, is something similar to, yeah, reach out to people that are, um, slowly but surely bigger than me. And then those people are sharing clips right. and then, um, going from there and then just as you grow, now you have more street cred. Totally. And, but I didn't, I never really thought about the, the actual data of, um, of meta. Right. You know they called metadata before it turned meta, right? Uh, are you talking about the Facebook company? Yeah. They called it metadata? Well, they call they had the word metadata, but now yeah. that Facebook owns anything, it's literally metadata. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that I've, I've said, I've, <laughs> I was like, like, there's something I'm uh, not informed about. That's just meta. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I remember explaining what meta meant to somebody like before Facebook was that. Yeah. Um, when it's like a... When you're having a conversation and it's like a joke in a joke or a, yeah. a situation in a situation, we're like, oh, that's so meta. Right. It's like something 15 years right. ago. Right, very, yeah, yeah, very much so. No. But no. in content creation, met, your metadata is your thumbnail, your title, your description, your text. Right. And so having those, if I were just to make a video about, if I title a video Beautiful Homes, right. no one's going to watch it. But if I say Beautiful Homes in Boise, Idaho, people in Boise, Idaho are going to find it. Sure. If I play, you know, Paw Patrol, mm, little dog yeah, to it, yeah. only because of you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but if I'm making a video about Paw Patrol, I'm going to title it Paw Patrol Adventure, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's going to hit, but Puppy Toys Adventure isn't going to hit because you need that, yeah. those keywords, those teeth. Because that's what's the Paw Patrols was trending mm-hmm. among the youth. Of, yeah. 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 Just a random real life example for me. I mean, the right. audience probably isn't into Paw Patrol. But. Yeah. I. I don't know if they are yet. <laughs> well, weren't you telling me too, or maybe I think actually, you know, it was, I was watching one of your clips and uh, there you're, you were talking to a girl and you're like, when, what do I do when my, my audience like grows out of yes. 
that product? How right. do, do I do I switch to the pro, a new product? Do we go after a new audience? Yeah, right. I forget exactly where you guys. No, because we started the Epic Toy Channel in 2014, and the kid who was five in 2014 is not five in 2023. Yeah. Unless he's on South Park. Yeah, well, <laughs> they never age. They might be. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a problem. And the other problem with kid content is, in 2020, Congress enacted or enforced a law called COPPA, Content or um, Children Online Privacy Protection Act. Okay. So this is what it is. So if you're searching for cameras on Google or YouTube, yeah. you're going to start seeing camera ads, right? Right. Or if you're watching videos about cameras and how to use them, you're going right, to start right. being recommended those. Well, Congress or the lobbyists said that that was invading children's privacy. Okay. So instead of kids getting targeted ads for the things they're into and the videos that they like, they're getting ads for pharmaceuticals and horror films and and maybe the random Nerf blaster or something, but of paintings and yeah. plants and stuff that kids aren't interested in. Right. So we took a ninety percent pay cut in twenty twenty. Oh. So I say that because like if anyone wants to be a content creator, avoid kid content at all costs. Yeah, well, you know me, so I pretty yeah. much have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Man, well, I did, you know, so there's the, you click, yes, it's for kids, or no, it's not for yeah. kids. And I did see that when you hit, no, it's not for kids, you don't even get paid ads on it, or that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, you'll get pennies. Yeah. You'll get pennies. And thankfully, we're on Apple TV and Roku as well, so that helps, but okay. thank goodness we had customthumbnails.com in that time, or we yeah. were screwed. Yeah, because I... Uh, I just thought that I was had to click not for kids because I cuss in every episode or right, whatever. You know? Right. But okay. Maybe. Yeah. If it's four kids, thirteen or under, then yeah, you'll get pennies. Huh. But, yeah. Well, uh, man, there's this in- interesting thing that I um, listened. Do you know who Alex Ramosi is? Yeah. So I just discovered him. Yeah. And uh, but one of the things he was saying about was he's like I worked for five years building all this stuff and it just, I never could make money. Like it was all going back to the businesses. Right. I had multiple, but I just felt like I was still broke the whole time. Yeah. And on the outside, he's like, everyone thought I was successful. And Mm -hmm. he had this multi-million dollar business here or there, but it was still like, he not taking anything home really. Right. And then he said something about how he lost every, like everything. And he thought, he's like, I've just wasted the last five years Mm -hmm. because he lost all the assets. Mm -hmm. But he's, within a year, he was able to like blast off and he realized it's like, it was the knowledge that he gained that Mm -hmm. he, like, no one can take from you. Interesting. And so that's what, like, even for you, you have, you have the knowledge of what it takes. Now you know the Mm -hmm. metadata thing, you know um, some of those people. Yeah. And now you're able to move quicker than, say, somebody like me because I haven't, I don't have. Sure. 10 years of building on well that's the thing is like i yeah in that moment where i was like our little planet was a failure no that was the education yeah epic toy channel we got a huge pay cut is that a failure no nah, man yeah it's not and so i think if i think about it in that sense there are no failures unless you quit yeah yeah if you quit then yeah they say never mind. if you like you should learn from all those failures or you know what is that, what is that saying you you learn or you you either win or you learn there if you, you look go. at it that way yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah and then if you're not going to fit if if you're already winning and then you don't fail next time it's cuz you're not taking more risks right and then if you're not taking more risks you're probably not growing getting to the next level of some right. sort you know right yeah i love it yeah cuz i don't know i don't know how long it'll take me to get this thing to where it's self-sustaining where mm-hmm. i can pay my bills from it um, I was, you know, when I started, I was like, 
you know, maybe three years, maybe five years. I'm like, am I committed? Right. And I mean, it's fucking hard. Right. People are just like, you. Yeah. I mean, this is what I, what I thought. Oh, just turn the camera on, yeah. you know, go in there. They'll do so much time editing. Yes. And, uh, especially if you want to do the clips and stuff. Yes. And I met quite a few people uh, recently that have podcasts, but they don't do video. They're like, it's way too much. Yeah, I, I can't. Video is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I would have a hard time doing a podcast without video, especially since we can share clips on Instagram mm -hmm. and TikTok. And that's YouTube why. I, that's my main reason for having it. Also, it helps me learn video, um, nice. so I feel like my trajectory was faster learning the camera yeah, yeah. to do other like video work, right? Um, because I'm constantly doing this. Uh, but yeah, you can. What, how are you gonna share a clip when it's just a little <laughs> just audio, audio signal? Or yeah, no, totally. I, and one of the reasons I do mine on Zoom, or not necessarily Zoom, but on my web, on my computer, is I don't have the money right now to fly to people mm -hmm. or fly people in, so I can reach a global you know potential yeah. um, guest pool. But I'll tell you, I was just uh, Evan Carmichael just messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, I want you to fly to Canada and do my my show with me." No way! So I'm going in December. Yeah. Where in Canada is he? Toronto. Okay. Yeah, and you, I've been to. This will be my second time in Toronto. This is the funniest thing. I thought about this today. My first time in Toronto was five and a half years ago. Yeah. Spinmaster, the company who makes Paw Patrol. Right? Okay. <laughs> Back to Paw Patrol. Yeah. They hired I me. I knew we were going to talk about they, that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they hired me to talk to their marketing team. Okay. In Toronto and LA. Like, what are my qualifications? Yeah. Well, they need, I mean, obviously they need you from videos and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, they see me play with their toys yeah. online. But like... It is such a cool time to be alive. Yeah. To have someone like Spin Master hire me to talk about marketing. Yeah. Evan Carmichael invite me to Toronto all because one day I thought, oh, I'd like to be a content creator. Yeah. The sky's the limit, Josh. I'm so excited for you, man. Yeah. I just wrote a book. It'll be out in oh, January. Oh, yeah. You said that. Yeah. What's it's it called? about? Is it about Paw Patrol? It's only about <laughs> Paw Patrol. Yeah. It's fan fiction about Paw nice. Patrol <laughs> not saving the day. It just ruined everything. Oh, man. It's called How to Achieve Anything. And I believe that you can achieve anything if your heart and mind meet. Example. Let's say I want to be a ballerina. Let's say my mind says, Justin, you know, the ballerina life is where it's at. You can be influential. You'll make a lot of money. You'll be in excellent shape, <laughs> right? But my heart's like, that's that doesn't make sense. Like, don't do that. That You don't have the body type or skill set or like, you don't want to do that. My heart and mind don't meet, so how to achieve anything? No, I'm not going to do that because yeah. there's no connection, right? You want to be a, a podcaster? Hell yeah, man. Yeah. You're putting in the steps. You have all the great equipment. You have contacts. You have great lighting and everything. Like, you can totally do that, but you got to find the recipe and the routine and uh, the blueprint behind it. Yeah. So the book's just about really empowering myself and other people on, like, no, go for it. Burn yeah. the ships. Just go. Do it. Yeah, I mean... Did it, so did you release it yet, or you just wrote it so far? January. January yeah. Are you gonna do the audio? I've thought about it. Um, I've looked at hiring people to do it. It's just so expensive, man. Yeah. So I've thought about doing. I cloned my voice with AI to see if that would work. It sounds a little cheesy. So you should, you should do it. I'll, like, yeah. have me record it. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Because uh, I mean, you'll hear the audio from this, but yeah. um, it's pretty good setup for that. Yeah. Um, getting rid of all that like background noise and just yeah. having a like comfortable environment where you can just Dude, that read would be it really out. Cool. I'll probably take you up on that. Yeah, you should. 
Yeah, thank you. It's uh, certainly it's not like, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal to write a book. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. This is so exciting, Josh. Did it you took, have AI do it? No, no. <laughs> Actually, I'll talk about that. But um, it took me four or five days. Whoa. Here's what I did, man. And I hope you do this. I would go on walks a couple times a day and yeah. I would open Gmail and just talk into my phone. Okay. Okay. That's a chapter. That's a chapter. Each walk, yeah. that's a chapter. Then I'd go home and polish it up a little bit. And then I hired an editor to not make me sound like a caveman. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's, that's how I did it. So, it's so within reach. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I do want to write a book at some point. I did decide that if I ever write a book, I should start doing more journaling or some sort, whether it's yeah. vocal or, yeah. um, I, when I started uh, doing the, the video, I was doing a video journal, mm-hmm. but I stopped after a month cause sure. I was just doing all this other stuff. But, sure. and that's an excuse. It's no, like totally. me being lazy. No, totally. I've sat down and tried to type so many books. Yeah. Nah, man, I don't communicate that way. Yeah. I communicate with my mouth mm. part. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. I would like to at some point. I have no idea what I would write it yet, but that, I don't, I still have a lot of experience to. Sure, uh, sure, sure, yeah. To live. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. totally, totally. Well, you have, I mean, you could write about your faith transition or detransition. I yeah. Mean, there's all sorts of my things. My transition, transition. Yeah, yeah, either way. <laughs> either way, man. That's super exciting. Um, but yeah, it took four or five days and like it's gonna be self-published on Amazon. But there's yeah. so many like bestsellers. Not saying it's going to be a bestseller, but there's so many bestsellers that are self-published. Yeah. There's uh um my niece, I think my oldest niece, Elena, yeah, she's the oldest. Um, she's a, an author and she's been writing since she was a kid, like no seven or whatever. And so she published her first book when she was fourteen. It's like Whoa. animal fantasy. Whoa. And then I think she's about to release her second one. No way. But, I mean, speaking of you can do anything, I, I truly believe you can, too. And yeah. it's, it's like you just have to find what you really want to do and then yeah. not quit. Like, don't quit. Just right. keep going, keep, keep going. Keep going, man. Keep going. And it's like uh, the 10,000 hour rule. You know, yeah. you got to put in the time. You develop a skill set. Yeah. And then you meet the people. You, right. you just keep stepping stones. and Totally. Totally. Yeah, we, we with customthumbnails.com, it's a the graphic design agency we started to make thumbnails for YouTubers, right? Yeah. And the funny thing about that is we bought that domain for $10. That's wild. In 2018. Yeah. Because, I mean, custom thumbnails is the phrase used by YouTube, Amazon, mm-hmm. Vimeo, Patreon. Like, everyone uses that word, and we yeah. bought it for 10 bucks. Um, the reason I say that is not to brag that I had $10 to spend. But <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. But to say... People think that these things are oversaturated. They're not. They're not. If in 2018 I could buy that domain for 10 bucks, there's so much opportunity. Yeah. That's a, a speaking of, um, that's one of those things I feel that people uh, will tell themselves to not do something. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember um, getting into, uh, like when I first decided to pick up the camera and they're like, there's so many photographers out there, yeah. you know, why would I do this? And so yeah. I hesitated for a couple of years when I'm, cause I'm just like, there's all, all these other photographers out there and they're not making yeah. that much money. So it's oversaturated. Yeah. And then my buddy Luke convinces me, he's like, dude, and he's showing me how much money he makes. I'm like, what? Nobody. Seriously. And, and what does he photograph? 
Um, he does video like, now for okay. business. Um, okay, cool. But he, he, one of his turning points was realizing he's like, there's no money in doing um, create creative video for a band or something. Sure. I mean, it's not that there's not, but there's sure. less less there. And he's like, all the creatives were ignoring businesses mm-hmm. um, that need help and stuff. So he's like, mm-hmm. I just focused my attention there and just started skyrocketing. Amazing. And so he's built a big media company in Kingston, actually, so just north of Toronto. Oh, cool. Um, and so I don't, man, I don't know like exactly what level it is at now, but like last time I went up, which was two or three years ago, yeah. two years, um, they just rent out a 5,000 square foot office space. He has like five people working nice. for him, filming full time. and. No way. Bought his Lambo. I'm Did just he? Like, yeah, I'm just like all from a camera, you know. Yeah. So and then same with podcasts. It's right. Like oh, everybody's doing podcasts, mm-hmm. you know. And that's even what Tom Billy said years ago. They're like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's already the saturated. It's like no, it's right. not. That's just the excuse that we tell ourselves. Well, and I, there's some statistic out there like 90% of people that start a podcast don't get past episode 20 or yeah. something like that. I've, so yeah, a lot of people have started them. Yeah, totally. yeah. I think I think I've heard ninety percent don't get past seven, and of those ten percent, they don't get past twenty. But yeah. these are probably all just rumored statistics. Sure, but. sure. But it makes sense though because uh, it's not easy, Mm-mm. and it's so easy to get discouraged. Yeah. And um, but what what other option do you have? Like, what else do? You, what's better than the potential of having a full time podcast? Yeah. What's better to you than that? Dude, that is there is, anything? That is very up there. So like, go and do it. Yeah. It's awesome. How do you? So this is a, this is something that I have struggled with this year. Um, this year is one of my hardest years because it's just so much frustration mm-hmm. and so much learning. And I feel like if I learn too much, it just hurts. It's like sure. growing. Me. I'm like ah, sure. like sure. my head, my head's like gonna sure. explode. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, you know, I fuck off too much sometimes, sure. and I'm really learning to buckle down and work on more shit more aggressively. But uh, you said that you went three years with no success and another three years with no success. I'm like, man, I went three months and I was already like, fuck, dude, maybe I, maybe I fucked up, yeah. you know? So how do you just keep going through that? You just Well, like you, this is one of my hardest years too, yeah. okay? Right? So it's a matter of what, how bad do I want it? Yeah. You know, with back in the day when we were doing that car vlog, like I hated my job so much, but I loved the idea of doing that full time so much more. Yeah. So I focused on that. Yeah. You know, now with this podcast, I'm, I'm very busy with my work stuff, right. you know, but with my podcast, um, I feel like I get paid doing it because I really enjoy the people that I talk to. Yeah. And I've never left one feeling low or dissatisfied. Sure. I felt like I had to just grind and and make stuff happen. Yeah. So I, I think, so that's my pay right now and that's how I'm getting through it. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you are making some money off podcasts? Or no, I, off... I get the emotional pay. Oh, Or I get you. the psychological pay. Yeah. That's my reward for now. And maybe one day it'll be different. Yeah, I was curious, um, I mean, people have asked me, like, how are you gonna make money on it? And I'm only speculating, but I'm like, well, you if you grow the podcast big enough, you have advertisers mm-hmm. on the podcast. Then if you grow your YouTube big enough off that, you have advertisers on that. Also, um, TikTok pays if you have clips that go viral. Mm-hmm. So does uh, yeah. Facebook. And I've made some money. I mean, it's really low, sure. but I had one video and I made like a hundred bucks. And That's I was awesome. just like, but I was like, ooh, this is my first taste. It sure. is possible. And it's then, absolutely possible. Yeah. 
and that, I've learned some of that from photographers and stuff because uh, they'll they'll talk about how if you if you post on these platforms, you're like, oh, I made ten thousand here last mm -hmm. month, but then I made twenty over here at TikTok, and then I made this much from my work, and then this much from commissions on you know right. license. So it just like all collects over time. It does, and like Epic Toy Channel, for example, right now because of that change that happened in 2020. We make more money on that channel on Roku and Apple TV than we do YouTube. Okay. Which is wild. Yeah. Right? But your biggest money is going to be the long form stuff. So YouTube, um, some people are posting to Rumble. Mine's on Rumble as well. I yeah, I just way. started. Oh, cool. I, I only, I do the full thing. Yeah, um, same. Do you do, uh, so I saw you do the clips, and but do you do like three or four minute videos? out of your... I want to. I don't right See, now. that's what I... Yeah, I'm missing that. Yeah, but. I want to. And I, I have my shorts on a different channel than my main channel on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because I've seen with our clients that your long form will do well and then you post a short and it kind of cannibalizes the long form. Yeah. So, but then Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have run... Uh, do you run ads on Spotify? I don't or? think I'm qualified yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if I am. I just figured I wasn't going to yeah. even try till I got some sort of consistent following. Totally, totally. Well, and the brand deals, I mean, there's huge money in brand deals. Yeah. You know, if, um, for product endorsements, sponsorships, I mean, that's big money. I have a, and, and speaking of YouTube, I have a client who makes a quarter of a million dollars a month on his YouTube revenue. Damn. I have many clients who make, you know, 10,000 plus a month. Yeah. Doing stuff, I had this client years ago. He had a, a channel where it was all about fish tanks. He would like, <laughs> He would live stream fish tanks. Yeah. People would put those videos up in their waiting room or, okay. you know, if a kid was taking a nap, they'd put it on. Yeah. He was making bank. What? I know. That's actually a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. I uh, just went to Austin two months ago. Not just, but <laughs> no, it wasn't Austin. It was Portland because we. Wait, where did I go? And when did I go there? <laughs> we, we were coming back from uh, Vancouver and we stopped in Portland. Um, to get some food and stuff, and then we went to the coast. But they have some bars that have these beautiful fish tanks, and I was like, oh yeah, like I would rather come here and just stare at fish yeah. while I'm drinking than, yeah. than not, so that, sure. that makes sense. Sure. Uh, let's take a break, I wanna check this and yeah. make sure it's not a... I went on like a terrible bender <laughs> last uh, weekend, because I went to this conference, and this conference was awesome. But um, when we got back, we just started drinking, and I was super jazzed. So this is one of the things I do that is terrible. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm actually been listening to this Huberman, Huberman podcast yeah. about um, making goals. And he was saying that um, it, it's counterintuitive to what the narrative is, but you, when you make a goal, you actually shouldn't tell everybody. Um, and broadcast it out because then when you get people's praise for you deciding you're gonna go do this thing, you already have this dopamine release, but you haven't done anything. Yeah. So he yeah. was saying you should actually not tell anyone except maybe one person to hold you accountable, yeah. but then don't congratulate yourself until you like right. get something accomplished towards that goal. And I noticed that exact thing like this weekend sure. where I'm coming back high off this conference. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And then we just start drinking. Uh -huh. And then I'm hungover on Sunday, drink oh, all day no. Sunday. And it turned into like this three day bender. And I 
I got, I was so sick yesterday. I was oh like, no. Oh, like, and I had so much work to do. Right. So I was still like trying to edit and stuff. Sure. And, but wanting know. to die in the process. Oh my God. Yeah. So all the good energy you had from the conference kind of went. Yeah. Yeah. So now <laughs> let's I'm, go back to the conference. I'm still in recovery mode. But I'm like, all right, now you got it. Cause I wrote down a bunch of notes. I'm like, oh, this is a good plan. I'm going to do this. Cool. Um, and one of the things I, I want to run this by you, actually speaking of the conference. So, uh, I was like, I had already decided this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm getting this point. I'm just like, I gotta make moves. Like it's now or never, you know, like I'm broke. And so I just, I was like, why don't I just give away some real estate videos for free mm -hmm. for like high end listings. Mm -hmm. And then once I just realized how much this is going to help with networking. And then I got to this church um, <clears throat> that runs this conference and they, um, they're all like, they have, they have their church and then they have this separate um, uh, entrepreneurial uh, group called mm -hmm. Pathfinders and they meet once a month, they have uh, mentorship programs, they do conferences and it's just like teaching you how to you know, do different things. Um, just like a regular seminar, like sure. a business seminar, but yeah. just run through these, um, this church. But so I was just like, well, why don't I just offer to do a video podcasting because those two different uh, couples that I met that were that were amazingly successful already. I go to check out their podcast audio only, and I was just like, dude, I don't think so. That like you were saying, there's still a wide open market. Mm -hmm. Like they're not putting video for what reason? Because it's too much work, or because they don't know anybody who can show them, you know, right. or can help them. Right. But I mean, there's they're they're all massively successful. Like so, I'm just gonna offer those services for free. Mm -hmm. Like let me just do one or two for you, like see how it is. Yeah, give and it then, a taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, it's in some ways counterintuitive to old school thinking, but that's the future. Yeah. Um, when Keaton Hoskins was on my podcast, I'll, I'll tell the story real briefly. He has a helicopter, he lives in Utah, has a helicopter. Logan Paul texted him and said, you know Logan Paul? Mm -hmm. Okay, he, he texted him and said, hey. Yeah, I, I was just hanging out last night. Oh, okay, go. <laughs> he said, hey, I want to jump out of your helicopter. I think he's trying to certify or something. So yeah. He needs so many jumps. And so Keaton's like, yeah, come on down. So Keaton paid the, I think it's $1,400 an hour to fly this helicopter, mm -hmm. paid for that. And then afterwards he's like, hey, what, Logan, what are you doing after this? And he said, well, I'm gonna wait in the hotel for my flight and then I'll go home. He said, no, listen, I've got to do something with my family, but I'm gonna have my doctor go to my house, you meet him there, and he's gonna give you stem cell therapy. Because oh. I think he has an injury or whatever. Yeah. He paid for that, paid yeah. for that whole thing. Exactly what you're talking about. And then afterwards, according to the story, Logan texted Keaton afterwards and he's like, dude, everyone asks me for things. Yeah. You're one of the first to just give yeah. and ask for nothing in return. Yeah. And so what did I do? When Keaton's on my podcast, I'm like, hey, I want to talk to your channel manager. I want to take care of your thumbnails on the house. Yeah. Because at first I'm like, I don't have a helicopter. I can't do anything for anyone. But right. no, man, you can make real estate videos. Yeah, and I don't have I don't have the money or the helicopter, but right. I have time right. and I have a Knowledge, skill set. Skill set. Yeah. And I yeah. can and I have a camera and you don't, you know, right. so. And set boundaries, like, hey, I'm gonna do these two for you for free. Yeah. And then have a pricing plan for after those. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's everything. Well, and for me, I wouldn't like, if this is where I'm like, but literally don't ask for anything. And so I just, yeah, just let me, let me do a couple for you. And then that's it, you know, and then if you like it, you can ask me. But totally. I've, I've just noticed that even just showing people stuff, they're like, oh, like, do you think you could help me with this? I'm like, yeah. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know how long I can do too many things for free, but sometimes, uh, like, I'll 
offer a thing for free, like, no, no, I'm paying you. You know, and so I've had that Sweet. happen. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just a matter of time. And then you meet the right people. And I already have the philosophy. Um, I have it on my vision board, which I was proud of myself for finally making a vision board last year. Nice. <laughs> but right at the center is give more. Love and it, yeah. uh, so it's just like, no matter, I mean, if I get paid for this, this is what I told you I was going to give you, always provide extra. Yes. Um, when, it, when it was photos, it was just give them a few extra photos or mm-hmm. um, whatever. So. I love it. Yeah, I can't, I can't do a photo shoot for 50 bucks forever, but I can always provide more value. Well, and everyone wants to, everyone wants to buy, no one wants to be sold, right? Yeah. They want to hire you, but they don't want the sales pitch. Mm-hmm. We're tired of the sales pitch. Right? Yeah. I was Show never good at that do. anyway. Yeah, me too. Show what you can do, provide yeah. value, and then, yeah. No, I think that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I've done, I just filmed one today. So, um, a high end real, like a house. Yeah. So, my goal was at least a million plus um, houses. And 3% commission on that. Like, they have a lot to gain if they sell that. Right. So, you have, I'm, I'm just, again, shocked that half these people don't have video. I'm like, so. This is crazy to me, but, and obviously they're professionals or they know more than I do, sure. but if I was selling my $2 million house, I would not choose a real estate agent who's not even going to like, buy a video you know, oh, to great. advertise. Yeah. And so yeah. I was thinking about somehow talking, like when I, because I will eventually just start marketing, I'm going to have five, and then I'm going to start cold calling, and I feel like I could do this anywhere, not just in Boise, sure. but... Um, cause I mean, a, a flight down to Scottsdale where my sister lives, I can stay there for free yeah. and get down there and th- 300 bucks or something. Right. And I could probably double my rate down there. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've, I've been noticing when I'm calling these people, I'm like, well, let me, let me just sh- show you my work, send it to your email. And then I'll say something in the email. Like, yeah, I've noticed that most, these, most of these high end realtors still don't even pay for video, like, uh, filming. And because to me, video is the new photo. Like that's oh, yeah. that's like bare minimum. Oh, yeah. You should have a video and be running a marketing campaign, or you know. Yeah. But and if you're if it's a two million dollar listing, what that's uh, sixty grand 60 that you're grand. making. You can't spend yeah. two like right running it. Right. I don't. Know. Full circle. I just sent my fingerprints in for my real estate license. Oh yeah. Yeah. So nice. I've been working on. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm super excited for you, man. And you know what the new business card is. That you said video is the new photo. The oh, new yeah. business card is a book. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, but but the thing about writing a book is, it's cute, but an audio version, like you mentioned, is paramount. Cause. Yeah. I I, don't, I know how to read. I just don't want to. Yeah, that's the only way I read is audiobooks. Yeah. So I feel like that is a huge percentage of the market. I agree yeah. completely. Um, and I mean, if you could write it in four days, you can at least record it in a day. Sure, like, <laughs> sure, sure. No, totally, totally. Um, yeah, I, uh, I still don't have business cards. I've been wanting to do, um, I've been wanting to still make some um, quick and easy. I just, mm-hmm. I'm still working on my logo for Joshua David. Um, oh, cool. I'm going to do it like similar to the Nobodies. Yeah. It'll be look very similar, but it'll have a JD somehow in it. I love the name Nobodies. Where did you come up with that? Um, I don't remember. I think, <laughs> I think I was on some psychedelics, but no, I was just, it, the idea for the podcast hit me when I, I was just had a period of my time. It was like three or four years ago. I was having a lot of really good conversations. I, my friend group started getting, I don't know, better and better over the years. Um, and I learned probably four or five years ago, but to start investing in my friends a lot more. And I, 
I just hadn't been. I yeah. was just chasing girls all the time and sure. you know, dicking off. And yeah. so I really wanted to start investing in my guy friends and then we started having just more and more good conversations over the years. Yeah. And sometimes they're just ridiculous, sometimes they're whatever. And I was and I've just thought about it a lot because I I listened to a lot of podcasts and they were like, um, you know, Gary Vee or Tom Bilyeu and they're all, you know, different ways to be successful. But at the time, it's just felt impossible. I'm like, yeah, you can do all these things and, but you're like, you're a next caliber person and what about the average people? And then I'm just like, but there's still a lot to learn from just your average smuck at the bar. Like he says something insightful or something funny or whatever. So it's just like, man, we should just be recording these. Yes. And the more I thought about it, I was like, dude, it would be dope to have a podcast. Yes. And then, yeah, that's just what I was like. We're all nobody's like nobody other than our friends. Sure. Nobody cares about us. Sure. Well, Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about Gary Vee and, and Tom Bayou and all those other guys, they were nobodies. Yeah. They were, but mm-hmm. they decided they could, so they yeah. did. Well, and that's where I, I've thought about when it gets big. Yeah. It will, I will be having people that aren't, that they are somebody's now, but I really want to still focus on people that came from nothing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot different of a story than sure. somebody who was born into it. Yeah. Not to say they're not important, but. Sure. No, absolutely. I agree. No. Oh. But uh, yeah, I, I really like the name too. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I want to do a, a business card. I'd probably just put a QR code. Smart. And then I would I'd like to make bigger business cards mm-hmm. for if I approach businesses. So mm-hmm. I like to, can slap it on their stands desk out. and it stands out a bit. Yeah. But I'll tell you another, my, my ideas for, I, it takes me way longer to do things than it should. But um, this is another one that Luke gave me when he moved to he moved to Windsor with him and his wife at the time, and their flat broke, and she wanted to teach piano, and they didn't know anybody, and so he's just like I wrote like hand wrote letters, and just delivered them to like the biggest houses I could find on the on the lake, and he's like I met a few billionaires, got some mentors. Now all of a sudden we're teaching their kids piano. We're like growing. I'm like, Dude. why don't I do that? So, Dude. yeah. And I can I just put it. my little business card and obviously people's time is valuable. So like, right. if you get a coffee with me, I'll give, give you some video for free and just, Amazing. you know, what I can help you with. Amazing. We'll got, see how it goes. It's gonna go well. I'm excited for you. Uh, gotta ask you about Fires in France. What, who was that? It's, 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 <laughs> It's a little upsetting because I think that album is one of the greatest albums. And you're eating flies now. Yes. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest. And now you're eating flies. <laughs> Never mind. I know what happened. <laughs> dude, what dude, happened, dude? Um, That's such a great album. Thank you. Uh, we actually, I guess you probably never saw the second album because it never got released. But there was a few songs that were like close to being finished. Um, I was really stoked though. We were, we were recording it ourselves and then it all hit, well it wasn't like, it wasn't terrible, it was just I, I was kind of tired of like spinning my wheels going nowhere mm-hmm. and God I wish I knew more of like what I know now mm-hmm. back then. It was like the, the commitment to just like sure. playing a ton but then learning the business and you know um, networking and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Anyway, oh, so we played our last show in uh, Denver, and right after that, uh, both Ukiah and Matt were quit the band at the same time because mm-hmm. Ukiah got um, 
a full-time drummer with um, Youth Lagoon. And Matt right then got full-time bass player at, I forget the other band, but like some big names. Yeah, huge. And so you guys like, I gotta go on tour, (laughs) and Matt is too. And so I was just like, dude, I can't get two new members again. And Brock Brock wanted to keep going, but I was was burnt out. I was like, no, fuck this. Yeah. And, uh, but we had like a half-finished record. And we were trying to get people to track on it. And like Ukai had done his parts, but then like Brock and Matt were being just like, oh yeah, yeah, and like bailing and stuff. Sure. Sorry, Brock. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's not sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get Brock on the podcast. I don't, I don't see Ukiah too much and, or Matt, but uh, I'd see Brock quite a bit. That's awesome, so. man. You know, if, if I were in a band now, I would really try to leverage TikTok. Mm-hmm. And Instagram to have people use your clips yeah. for things. I think that's a solid way to grow. And I don't, I'm not an expert on that. I have no idea, but I mean, you're an expert on growing social media platforms though. So yeah, I mean, I would, I would use that angle and yeah. like, you talked about giving more like, yeah, make the clips available to use, available to share and yeah. make their, there's a guy that I follow. His name's Abel Hart and, uh, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but I saw he just had his first one. But he does exactly that, where he, he has he creates these different little me- music videos, but it's just for his choruses, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he probably has ten or twenty for the same chorus. Right. And then he'll blast that out, and then he'll do another track, and then he'll do some videos where he's just like, "Hey, if you like that song, will you just make a video with it?" Yeah. And he's like, "You could just be cooking dinner, but just put that like cuz the more people that put your song right. on their videos, the more traction yeah. it gets." And uh I and he works with his best friend from high school on like so his best friend's doing the video and stuff and then he's doing the songs and audio. Amazing. And they have some really good ideas, but so when I finished so I am working on some music, but just not as much. But sure. I'm working on a song with uh, uh, my buddy Ryan. And I have a couple other ideas, but it's just like on the side. But that's what I would like to do. And then uh, same for like some other friends of mine. Like jo- I don't know if you know Joseph Lyle. He's like yeah. a finger stylist. But I told him I'd do some video for him. And I was like, instead of doing a full music video, why don't we do five yes. small ones? Of the hook. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think it's pretty smart. And then I've been playing in uh, Jeremy's band. I don't know if you know Jeremy either, but he, he lived with us at the house after we didn't have the business there anymore. Okay. But he's friends with Carrie back in the day. And, okay. Um, so I've been playing in his band a little bit. And Fun. then, um, yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that you're still making music. Yeah, we did. Uh, I haven't released it yet, but we did. We played two Fires of France songs at his studio. Oh, just no me and him and this other kid, uh, Which songs? Ty. Uh, sing and love is strong. Dude. So we'll see how those go. So and it was like we did the podcast and then we just jammed for a bit. So um, that should be the next one I release. So cool. Yeah, oh. I love it. Yeah, that's crazy. There's not many people really know us, but it was a good time. It was a great time. Oh. And we, yeah, we when we did our little vlog thing, we enjoyed. We used a song or two. Yeah, that's right. Videos we get, did a giveaway. Yeah, that was fun. There was one time I was just telling somebody this yesterday or two days ago, but uh, there was one time where I was I'm I was so excited. hanging out downtown uh, with Brock, and this is after Fires of France was done. Yeah, and I forget if I we went to a show or something, but I'd taken some mushrooms, so I was like tripping, but like nothing crazy. But we're sitting at Pie Hole, and Brock's talking to. Um, 
somebody else and then they somehow brought up like oh yeah something about the old band and he's like well yeah i played in fires in france and he's like you played in fires in france and he was talking to brock and he's like yeah and he's like actually that's the lead singer right there and this guy like freaks out he's just like holy shit he's like i remember you at the knitting factory blah blah and you were doing this i was like thanks man and i was just like whoa this is a little intense (laughs) (laughs) yeah my one time i got recognized anywhere so cool dude yeah yeah it would have been intense but plus you're on the mushrooms yeah yeah. like super yeah i'm like i don't even know if i like this as much as i thought i was (laughs) i kind of hate this yeah that's another thing i've always wondered if uh if, like, some people say, like, some people don't like to do the thing they really love to do full time because it sure. burns them out, yeah. and then other people really do. Right. But I, I have wondered that because when we toured very uh, minimally, I don't really love living out of a bag too much. Sure. I hate crashing on floors and people's yeah. couches. Yeah. So I was like, what if we did tour? 30 dates in the year? Like, would I have hated it and just be like, right. fuck this? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if the end reward is great enough, yeah, maybe you could do it for a, a few years. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee. But the, here's the guarantee. Most people hate doing that. Yeah. I think most people hate what you hate about the experience. Right. But they're willing to push through. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and obviously, like we were talking about earlier, the... Um, the landscape of opportunity has changed so much with like the internet yeah and and it's crazy we had the internet when i played music but it was just still not the same no it was like end of well myspace was done long before that but like that kind of time right it's crazy but so yeah you i mean you wouldn't have to tour at all you could just play Mm -hmm. you know like who's that the the red beard dude that just blew up yeah country guy yeah but like never even played shows and that's right just pops off yeah I forget his name. Uh, Oliver. Oh, yeah, Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony, yeah. yeah. And then he was on Joe Rogan. And right. That's crazy. That's on my uh, my vision board. I have I have two Photoshopped images. Um, well, there's uh, there's other images, but two uh, podcast ones of me sitting across from Gary Vee and me sitting across from Joe Rogan. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Look, for the most part, these things don't happen on accident, right? Yeah. They happen because you had a goal and you work towards that goal. And it might not happen next week, but if that's what you want, just keep going. Yeah, I really doubt it'll happen next week, but... <laughs> well, I don't know. Never say never. <laughs> never <but>. say never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what, like, with your, with your podcast, are you, what, like, if you were to choose one to be, like, the main thing that you were doing, would, you, would it be podcasts, would it be thumbnails, would it be... Um, I enjoy all of it. Uh, I would say I don't. I don't know. That's a. Good, I haven't thought about that. Hmm. The thumbnail business came as a result of success on Epic Toy Channel, and I'm thankful that it's there and it's going well. Um, you know, I I would enjoy probably if probably podcasting, speaking, and writing books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. Because you can do those things from anywhere. Yeah. And I can be 90 years old doing those things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play sports anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I've thought about that too because I, um, I was writing this down for this um, application for this mentorship program. Yeah. And I was just talking about like where do you see yourselves? Like where are you go- what are you going after? Yeah. And I realized it was like, well, there's, to me there's not really a def- definition of success is not a rival it's you know yes there's like the level but then if you're not trying to push yourself in some in some way 
uh, like whether it's you know like you try a new thing or mm -hmm. something like that like or if you're not growing you know if you just become stagnant like then then you just get I don't know if it's lazy or yeah. whatever so I'm like yeah I want to I want to grow my podcast to a certain point and then I'm like well then what but then that gives me more opportunity to meet, meet with more people and sit in rooms and have more ideas and be like oh that would be so dope let's work on this yes and I like that about there was this uh, Snoop Dogg podcast on Joe Rogan I listened to, <laughs> and he was talking about how him and, um, uh, what's the designer lady? Martha Stewart? Yeah, him and, like, how they like collab. Yeah. And it all started when they were both on a roast of, I think, Justin Bieber or something, and they're just getting stoned <laughs> together, and then they're, like, became kind of homies, <laughs> yeah. and then that's where that idea came, like, we should do a show together. Yeah. And now that show's, like, yeah. huge, or, I don't know, I yeah. don't no, you're right. It's a journey, not a destination. I mean, had we said, oh, we have two million subscribers now and a billion views. This is it. Yeah. We're toy channel people. We'd, we'd be screwed. Mm -hmm. But, oh, we had an idea. Custom thumbnails are coming. Oh, now here's a new idea. The yeah. book and the podcast. Another idea. I'm going to get my real estate license. Like, I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I, I'm going to be here for it. Yeah. When you... uh. Did, like, when you were doing the thumbnails, were you soaking up a lot of, like, Mr. Beast or that kind of, like kind of uh, education and what taught you to be good at doing thumbnails? Maybe not. Uh, maybe some Mr. Beast, but other channels in the niche, yeah. right? Because uh, a good podcast thumbnail, for example, isn't necessarily going to be a Mr. Beast style. Okay. So I would look at other kid and family channels to see what's working for them, what right. colors they're using, what, okay. what works in that regard. But I noticed when you told, when you gave me some advice on thumbnails, which hopefully I've been doing better, but yeah, um, for sure. but when I when I when you told me this, and then I was looking just at how my YouTube is, I'm like, this is what the people that are yeah. successful <laughs> are doing. Like yeah. they're all structured that kind of same way. Right. So I'm like, yeah, if I want to compete, I have to be like just as bold, or you know. Yeah, no, totally. And people want people often ask us for Netflix style thumbnails. Yeah. For YouTube, and I'm like, no, like I'll do that if you want, but. This is YouTube, not Netflix. Right. If I'm making something for Netflix, I want to make it look a certain way. Yeah. But this is YouTube. It needs to look a certain sure certain way. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I've I've recently started to learn to put um, a few of my best moments in the front end of the video. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something Mr. Beast was saying. Yeah, but, totally. Um, give them a couple little tastes of yeah. where it goes, and then start the podcast. It's the same concept as the clips you see on TikTok or Instagram, but horizontal to get them hooked before your full video starts. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just a matter of um, just doing it a lot, increasing the quality, mm -hmm. you know, increasing my ability to do this. I was, uh, who was it? Uh, somebody was talking about how they were so impressed by Russell Brand, uh, my buddy Daniel, and he's just, he was saying how, he's like, he's such a good talker that I was expecting to when I heard the podcast to him not to be a good listener. And he's uh, such a good listener, but he didn't used to be. Because I had seen some of his stuff 10 years ago, and he was almost always talking over people, right. which I still struggle with. But he practiced for 10 years, you know, he just got better yeah. and better and better, you know. Now, so for my podcast, I, I realized that I've worked from home with my family for 10 years. Mm. I mean, think, <laughs> like, that's crazy. To think that, that, and most people, not most people, many people are like this, 
these days where you can work from home is like the human interaction is so limited. Mm. So starting my podcast, I've had to practice yeah. that. Um, it's been an interesting ride. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I feel like I got decent at communicating because I was bartender yeah. and talking in social environments, but I think I thought I was better than I was. <laughs> and once I started watching back, it's a whole different ball sure game. Because you think you're, in the, then I'm just listening to it. I was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh my God, I sound so stupid. <laughs> Especially when I get drunk, which isn't today, but the, yeah. the drunker and drunker I get, the more it just, it's obnoxious. It's <laughs> nah, hilarious. Yeah, dude. What else? Sound like Theo. Yeah, dude, what else? What uh, else should we talk about? Theo Vaughn is the everyday man's Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. He really is, man. I love that guy. Yeah. he He's going to be on my list. I, I would love to get him on. Or I wonder if I if I invite somebody on, they're like, hey, I don't want to come on yours, but you can come on mine. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. I'll go to New Orleans. Wait, yeah. he's, no, he's in Nashville now, I think. Yeah. But Yeah, just keep... So, so people are like, oh, a podcast would be so easy. Oh, everyone has a podcast. Look, you're a one-man show. You have to do outreach. Mm-hmm. You have to follow up with people. You have to do scheduling, the filming, the editing, then the clips and, and everything else. Like, dude, it's a lot. Yeah. That's another thing I want to ask you about. Um, so you were saying you use an AI program for yeah. clips. Opus.pro. Yeah, so I've heard of that one. And I've heard of, like, Munch. Yeah. Uh, there might be one other one. Yeah. But I've seen your styles from other people, so mm-hmm. I know that that's probably like the Opus ones. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, so do you upload the whole thing and then it pulls from? Essentially. So I shoot online, so it's side-by-side Zoom. Okay. So I create a vertical project and stack me and a guest. And then the AI is supposed to make it so I don't have to do this, but I found that this is best practice for now. Then I stack us, upload the full version to Opus Pro, and then it can, it'll ask you like, do you want us to look for certain keywords? Okay. Things like that. Sometimes I'll enter that. It asks how long you want the clips to be, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, yeah. et cetera. You hit go and it creates from an hour podcast, sometimes 20 or 30 clips. Oh, wow. And then once you get each clip, you can click edit and adjust a few seconds on each side yeah. of it. And there you go. And look, it's not perfect. Yeah. It, I don't always get the clips that I want, and sometimes I have to go in and, and make my own clips, but I don't have the time right. to make 20 clips. So so then are you up, are uploading 20 clips per podcast? Uh, mostly, yeah. So I'm only doing like five, because I don't have the time. Yeah, but mostly. Sometimes less. What I, I told myself I just keep doing podcasts even if I can't do the clips every time. Sure, but, yeah, uh, totally. One of the things that, so here's my hang up, and I don't know if I can work around this, but because I have the three cameras set up, I'm bringing them all in, and so for my long form, I have to go through the podcast anyway to go back and forth between the camera setup. And so I was like, well, if I'm already doing that, then then I know where those clips are, so I, but, I guess I could still upload it and then just tell it where to go. Or maybe I'd still say it, because it takes me probably 30 minutes to do a, one clip. Sure. And yeah. so if I'm timesing that by six, you know, I yeah. could save myself three hours, but I don't know, right. it might take a little bit of time for me to upload it, like upload it to Opus and then, yeah, I don't know. Well, I need to try it. It's supposed to track the speaker as well, but I, it, I just haven't had success at it. But yeah. it's supposed to, 
be so that you could shoot with, like with one camera and then it would go zoom on whatever person. oh yeah doing like a wide angle yeah. and then it goes it's yeah. supposed to but yeah uh, there's another uh, man there was another AI that application that I could use in Premiere that was supposed to be able to go through and actually yes. uh, move back and forth to the speakers did it work? Not really, yeah. and it, it would work really well in probably an easy interview style one, but because mine's kind of a lot of back and forth, yeah. um, then I would realize, well, then I have to go through and double check it, yeah. which means I'm going through it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of kept... Yeah. AI is really cool. It's come a long way. It's yeah. going to be amazing, but there are issues. Yeah. Oh, you asked if I used AI for my book. What I did do is once I wrote it, before I sent it to the editor, I thought I'll save money and have AI edit it. It, it like created, st and I said, this is um, nonfiction, keep all the stories accurate, I just need grammar and spell checking. Nah, man. No? I used Claude, I used uh, ChatGPT and one other, uh, I forget which the other one was, but it like started telling stories that didn't happen to me, <laughs> and like started making up facts and quotes, and when I was younger, Dang. like, nah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. There's uh, I, there's so much AI video that I want to dive into. And I just saw, because Premiere just released their AI video or version. I haven't even looked at it yet. Then there's this thing called um, Gaussian splatting. This might be two in the weeds for anyone hearing. But like, you circle around a subject, then it like pulls it. It looks like all their DNA like pops out. Like, and you can do it with like building. It's just like really cool video Whoa. effects. And you just upload it to different AI yeah. programs. Um, and then there's these, like, there's this other girl, it's like visual arts or something. And so she takes a, a person's video and then, like, say, playing guitar and then makes it really trippy with her AI programs. So I kind of want to mess around with it. And then you can also do, uh, if you set a camera and you're in frame, you can get rid of the grass and the tree and you can put a castle and then you can still do stuff in frame like you were photoshopping but in, for the video. I've what? seen some of this, I just haven't learned sure. it yet. But yeah, it's really cool. I had this guy on my podcast named Austin Armstrong. Yeah. He's an AI like guru. He, he has several awesome AI tools. One of the things he's done is he's, um, he's the founder of Silhouette. One of the things he's done is he made a digital twin of himself, a deep fake. Okay. And then he'll write a script and have the deep fake do a video. These are some of his highest performing videos. Really? It's a deep fake of him. And is he talking to the deep fake or is it separate? It's his voice being spoken by the deep okay. fake. It looks, it's like 95% true to life. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. I, uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, Rogan talks about this a bit, but it's just like at some point when it's so, so identical. Then it's they have to figure out a ways to know what people were actually saying or not, you know. I imagine like the checkbox you mentioned on YouTube, like is this made for kids or not? I imagine there's gonna be a time where they'll say, "Is ninety percent of this AI or real to life?" Yeah. And just like YouTube, you can cheat, but you're gonna get screwed if you right are deceitful. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe by that time people won't care. Maybe everything can be AI. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been wanting to get to my first level, I feel like, of success is making enough money uh, doing any sort of video. Um, and I have my goals for this winter. And I'm like, if I, or when I get to that point, whether it takes me those three months or if it takes me six, um, being able to hire a second person to 
not only like edit some of my other work, but then do my podcast mm -hmm. is going to be huge for me. Do you need them local or can you <sighs> use a VA? I th I think I prefer to have it local because I, I would like to work in-house with cool. somebody. Um, also, because like my file sizes are so big, oh, I don't okay, know how true. I would, it would take so long to upload it via internet yeah. and have them download it. And right. then and then also being able to teach them, oh, this is where I want mm -hmm. this clip or, you know, right. kind of working with me. I don't know. But yeah, so I can, I'm trying to get it down to if I do one podca podcast, it takes me, um, what's the last time? I'm trying to get everything done in six hours. Awesome. Um, so if I have two podcasts, I, I, I would love to move to two podcasts a week eventually. So then that's a 12 hour day of editing, but now I'm done. And right. so I can get that all done in one day. But I think I can get to about five hours. I'm, I'm just moving quicker and quicker mm -hmm. and stuff. But yeah, so then if I can teach somebody to do that, then I just need to pay somebody, you know, 10 hours right. a week to, and I can handle like setting it up or whatever. So when people say everyone has a podcast, not everyone's willing to put in six hours for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No. Like, yeah, some people have podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm meeting more and more people have podcasts, but cool. it's because I'm in it, you know? Yeah, sure. But sure. I don't really know. If I don't, I think I'm the only friend of all my friends that have a podcast. Sure. You know? Actually, I actually had this other girl, Mariah. She was on here and she started a podcast, but she had to pause because of restraints of having a place to do it and you know gear and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot that goes into it. I'm excited for you, man. It's gonna be huge. Ah, oh, I'm excited too. What do you think that? Uh. uh realistically, because I was telling myself this or trying to, I'm like. Do you think I'm going to be like, I think I'm nailing it at like 50 episodes where I'm mm. good. I asked this other guy, he's like, yeah, about 50 is when you start really feeling like you get into your stride. Sure. Because I'm at 28 now, sure. but I'm like, I probably don't think I'm going to pop off till 200 or sure. whatever. But I want to like really hone in my, my skill set, like vocally, video, audio, etc. Right. But... Alex Ramosi was saying, he was like, we didn't get into the top 10 list till 400. Sure. So yeah, it's tons of work. Yeah, no, look, with, with our vlogging thing, we made, I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, 1,500 videos and got That's nowhere. Crazy. Got nowhere, right? So I don't know the recipe for podcasting yet. Yeah. But I know that there is one. I just, part of it is like, what's your value prop to your audience? Is it just entertainment? Is it just entertainment and education <clears throat> like what's your niche yeah and as you zero in on that you can target your audience yeah better with mine it's called unlimited with justin evans um it's about kind of unlimiting your mind realizing that you can do anything right in relationships and business in any type of niche that you want to um pursue that's that's what it's about it's supposed to be a place where people can go to learn from some of the greatest yeah and I'm not one of those. I'm trying to connect with those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what you said earlier, though, that's just, that is really dope about getting uh, coaching from somebody way better by that offer. And I, yeah, I was thinking about that with kind of even local businesses is inviting somebody who's successful 
Um, like one of the dudes I like to have on is this guy named uh, Zach Pete, and he owns Tattooed and Successful. Cool. I don't know if you've heard of that brand, yeah, but yeah. yeah, pretty big brand and locally, and I'd love to get him on. I've kind of got like a half yes once, um, but I'm like, that's ah, just a matter of time. I'll try again. Yeah. But having some of these guys on, and then you get them some good content, yes. and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, like I actually need a video guy for this, this, this. Yes. You know, do you do this? Right. And, so, and they have a big building, don't they? Yeah. yeah so they you can take your up. setup and go there. Yeah. Make it easier That's for him. That's true, actually. Yeah, I do want to do this on the go. I did it once so far. I went to Jeremy's studio. And that was cool. Nice. And then probably do it when I'm going down to see my sister in Scottsdale. So, so yeah, it'll be cool to have it on the go. So cool. Yeah. I got a piss. Fun. Enjoy. I did realize that after some of the last couple podcasts that I did, I was like, man, I like getting drunk on podcasts, but I gotta stop getting too drunk. <laughs> like, they get so obnoxious at the end. And um, Have you ever listened to the end of my podcast? I've just seen clips. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just get, I'm like, dude, I, if I were a listener, even if I did start watching it, I'd probably just trail off after right. about an hour. I'd be like, sure. all right, no. Yeah, enough of this guy. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I gotta find that balance, sure. I think. Sure. I don't know. Um, I do wanna, damn it. I wanna show you this track. Speaking of Fires of France, even though it's not Fires of France, but, uh, so this is the one that me and my buddy Ryan are doing. Mm -hmm. And we only have like the chorus and as a cover. I've been wanting to do a cover of this for so long. And then he starts flowing. Dude. Dude, this could be good. It just kind of trails off. But we got, we put this flow together and he's so good at beats. And then recorded that hook a couple times. And uh, like, and so we kind of have like this structure where the song's going, but we just got to spend another couple nights doing it. But So good, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited for it. But... If we do something like that, then yeah, we'll have to make some videos. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, um, we should get some lunch after this. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really. <clears throat> do you want to talk about anything else? I think we covered a lot. Man. Do uh, let me think. Uh, so you, the one thing I was going to ask you was uh, when you hated your job. Was it the same one that I worked at? <laughs> um. <clears throat> I, uh, that's not the one I was referring to oh, okay. now, but that <laughs> was, I, that was an interesting time yeah. for sure. That was a very weird time for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so strange. It feels, time is a trip because yeah. it feels like a lifetime ago. And, um, I mean, I don't really stay in contact with that company or any from, from there anymore. And then... Uh, when I went full-time music for a while, it was just like a party house and did that for a while. And then I've um, just been bartending for ages, but there's so many people, not so many, but there's definitely a few people all from that time period that have like, come back in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like kicking with Jeremy, Brock, yeah, you, yeah. me and my buddy, uh, 
um, Joe, who I just we played, he played in a band called Sea of Glass at the okay. time, and we would play um, shows together. Oh. And we've just stayed friends like the entire time, you know. Amazing. And then been kicking with this other guy. Um, his name's Daniel, and he uh, is the brother of this kid I knew. 10 or 12 years ago. No way. I never met him and sure. then started kicking it with him. Yeah. It's very strange how people like come back. Come back. Or, I had that this week. Two friends from, I don't know, man, 2005, 2006-ish showed up. They're like, hey, how you doing, man? It's been a while. It's like, weird. Yeah. Then these people don't really know each other, but they appeared. Oh, really? You know, yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah. There's, I have to, I mean, I know that I'm... I don't want to say I'm like amazing, but I know that I'm good at uh, putting, investing in friendships and mm -hmm. building relationships and I'm still getting better and better, but I right. do, do my best to, you know, the people that are really close to me, like to reach out every couple of weeks if I haven't and just, um, so cultivate like a closer and closer relationship. So I know I'm good at that, but I never felt like I was good at networking. Right. And, um after this last weekend or the last couple weekends, I realized that the power of like putting yourself mm -hmm. in the right environments right. to meet people that are like either above you, like if you're saying like reaching out for podcasting yeah. or, um, or I'm like, my skill set is, I mean, it's not there, like you never arrive, but it's getting better. It's sure. like getting better. But now it's just like, you gotta know the right people. And yeah, and if we become the sum of the three or five people that we spend the most time with, who do you want to become, yeah. you know? And maybe maybe you're spending a lot of time with, we are spending a lot of time with different types of people or different individuals, but what type of person are mm -hmm. they? Are they who I want to become? Are they who I want to, you know, end up like? Yeah. If the answer's no, that makes some changes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's real, and it sounds childish, but it's just, yeah, it's math. We, <laughs> it is. We were just talking about that, uh, like coming up, so just like, dude, it doesn't matter how hard you like try to work and be successful or be better. If you're hanging out with uh, five other people that just like are down here that they don't give a fuck or they're right. just whatever. I was my uh, my buddy Ben. He he's a excellent tattoo artist, cool. and he's been cold soaking here sometimes. So cool. he came over and we were just talking about that. I was like, yeah, I've and it's. It's funny because you know this principle like in theory, but then sometimes you'll notice yourself not not abiding by that principle, yeah, you know. Totally. Or you're like, man, I am kicking it way too much with like what what value am I getting over here, you know? Right. And as much as you want to provide value, you also have to be built up by other Indeed. You know. So uh you have a cold plunge? I do. That's cool. I recently have done it three times in the river. Dude. How was it? It was cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was real cold. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, I love and hate it. You yes. Know? So it's like, it's so hard to get in. Right. Uh, once I get in, I can normally stay for a couple of minutes and yeah. uh, that took a while, but but then once you get out, you're just like, oh, I feel so good. It's like four hours. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. I got... Lucky because my friend Todd, when I was I was still at the bar and I was really wanting to get into it, he was like, "I'm just gonna buy a $500 freezer, mm -hmm. and then seal it up and yeah. and then he's like, 
oh, I have an extra freezer you can just have. And he's like, I brewed beer in it. So it's, it has a temperature gauge and everything. No way. So my one was like, came sealed, has a temperature gauge. No just, way. I just keep it at 40 degrees. and That's amazing. Yeah, and I just drain it once. Well, it doesn't even get that dirty because it's sure. cold. So sure. drain it once a month and refill it. Dude, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're welcome to try it sometime. Thanks, you man. Appreciate it. Are you still doing uh, keto and stuff? Uh, no, I, I need to get back on it, obviously, but no, I had so much success with it. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely eat low carb mm -hmm. still, um, but I don't track my macros like I eat. Yeah. Like, I used to, I used to be way more into it too, but yeah. now I just kind of float. Sometimes yeah. I get better and then sometimes I, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, you had a lot of those videos. That's I did. When I, that's when I first started seeing your TikToks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had massive success with it. I just... There's no excuse. I could tell a reason why I don't track yeah. them. But when I track my macros, like, dude, it, everything changes dramatically. Yeah. I didn't get on that. I struggle with, uh, with macros because I've done it before, but I feel like that becomes like a full-time gig, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like... It's like all that job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that's just not on the forefront of my yeah. mind right now. Yeah, I mean, look, if I, if I avoid bread, pasta, rice, and focus on lean meats, I'm solid. Yeah. I found, ideally, this is what I want to do with my um, eating schedule, is I want to shift to two meals a day and do the first meal, like, no carbs, mm -hmm. and then the second meal just, like, load up. Um, yeah. cause I struggle if I, if I go down to two meals a day, I'll lose weight, but I don't need to lose weight. Sure. So, sure. um, yeah. but I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, Andrew Tate who got me on this principle. He was just like, I, I survive on coffee and nicotine. And he's like, uh, he's like, I like to operate hungry. And he's like, if I eat, I get sluggish. <laughs> so he's just like, I drink coffee and nicotine all day and then I eat at dinner and then I'm, you know, done. <laughs> That's <laughs> and I was like, I want to try this. And then Have I Have you start, done it? Yeah, well, I've done it to two meals a day. So it's, okay. I'm like still, I'm like, how do you get enough calories? Sure. I've counted it out. It's like 3,700 I need to like stay even or 35. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that one meal. So <laughs> sure. yeah, I'm, but I'm like, yeah, if I can eat in like six hour window or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. I don't know. But I did start doing nicotine just because I wanted to try it. And yeah. so I get the nicotine gum, yeah. and it just gives you that little like buzz. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can barely keep it in my mouth. I have right. like three, I don't know, five seconds, I gotta take it out. Oh, cause funny. Because it, it's like, I don't know, I'm just a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> just as this like burn in your throat sure. or something. Sure. Yesterday, uh, yesterday, I smoked a cigar with my buddy and I forget how much like they make me really sick. Yeah, like nauseous. Yeah, oh. and I and I was super hungover yeah. from that bender, and I uh, um, smoked like about half the cigar. And when I was driving back uh, home, I just started getting super queasy, and like <sighs> got here just laid on the floor, like Ugh. I'm dying. Yeah, it was not good. That's funny. But cigars are fun. But sure. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up if you want. Josh, I appreciate you, man. I'm super excited for you. Yeah, uh, plug your plug your uh, podcast, Unlimited with Justin Evans. Uh, the reason it's called that is Unlimited is the premise. My parents came up with the Justin part, and my grandparents came up with the Evans part. Oh, that's nice. So, so you guys yeah. all have like a collaborative effort. I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Instagram, TikTok, hi underscore Justin Evans. Dude, I'm excited for you, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you're, it. You're a very determined dude. I am. I'm happy to know you. Uh, dude, make me cry. Thanks, bro.
Yeah. <laughs> Let's get weird. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Peace. Rat-a-tat, as they say. Rat-a-tat. They don't say that. It's just me. Nobody.